Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the first uh, Turnbuckle Post in a long-ass time. I am Johnny Podcast, joined, as always, by my esteemed and wonderful colleague, Jesse the Body. Jesse, how's it going, buddy? Oh, not too bad. Hope everybody out there is doing well. I know it's been a while since you've heard from these two sexy voices, but uh, <laughs> we, uh, had, we took a little sabbatical because we wanted to... Uh, think about how we wanted to restructure the show and then i had some things going on personally and i think uh you know i've kind of learned to settle with things where i'm uh, ready to get back into the swing of things and looking forward to getting back into it with a great show we got lined up this week which will be a preview of the uh, nxt's stand and deliver tonight this is wrestlemania week it's one of the hottest uh weeks in the year as far as wrestling goes so i'm looking forward to it yeah absolutely we got the uh i believe the hall of fame is airing tonight it was already pre-taped and then um stand and deliver the next two nights and then um wrestlemania is on saturday and sunday correct yeah also this coming uh friday on smackdown they're they're doing the uh the andre the giant memorial battle royal and then the tag team title match so they're actually doing those matches on SmackDown instead of uh, Mania, just trying to get, just trying to get everything in. Oh, okay, I mean that makes sense. I mean they're trying to get everybody uh, the opportunity to work on the biggest week of the year. And uh, you know, honestly, like, and you know, people might not know this, but it's also a huge, it's a huge week for indie wrestling as well. Um, you know, there's a lot of promotions down in, in the Tampa area right now trying to carry on their, uh, you know, get their little, you know, piece off of that from the the uh, fans that have come in from out of town, but, um, but that's neither here nor there. Well, yeah. And plus also this week is when we're on SmackDown, they, they're actually taped because uh, the, Thund- the Thunderdome is moving. I believe it's moving to the after mania. It's moving to the Euling center mm-hmm. as their time. And a uh, um, Tropicana field Tropicana field yeah. is, is up because I think of baseball. Yeah. It's uh, I think opening days either already happened or it's coming up real soon. So yeah, they're going to, Gonna have to scurry on about and go to the next place, but uh, but luckily they have another place to to host them. And obviously, you know, with with WrestleMania being a two night deal, I think they're shooting for what forty thousand fans each night. Yeah, so about you know, really when you look at it, if they're when they're splitting it between two nights, they're looking at about a hundred thousand person gate. Yeah, you know, between two nights. So I mean, it's it's a smart business move. It's the only the only event they're doing with fans. They're gonna go back to. You know, the Thunderdome concept until at least, I believe, I want to say August, mm-hmm. I think, is when they're going to try to try to start going back on the road again. Yeah. Um, I mean, we won't get into the, the thorniness of the, you know, whatever. You know, people have a lot of different opinions about COVID-19, but we've seen that, you know, whether it's the vaccines or the, the you know, even in Texas, the, the rates are going down despite, you know, an anti-mask order. Um, you know, so hopefully this thing is turning the corner. Um, like I said, we're not going to get it. You know, we're, we're not a political show. We're not going to get into the, you know, the different opinions and things about it, but, but thankfully, you know, the trend is trend is changing and, you know, hopefully that's for the better for everybody, no matter, you know, what your, what your thoughts are about it. Yeah. I mean, things are definitely going to be different going forward. Even once we do get past this, I don't know if we'll ever see sold out arenas of, you know, people being, 
on top of each other like we've seen in the past. I mean, I, I don't know. I, it's just a guess at this point. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see when they start touring again what, what that all looks like. Yeah. No, and I, I agree. I mean, I think I think it's going to be you know a lot of a lot of you know professional sports, professional wrestling, you know anything is going to have their you know anything where there's a large uh, group of people, they're going to have to rethink. You know, how are we doing this, and is it is it safe? Is it safe in a in a sense of, you know, I mean, you know, if we're transmitting the common cold uh, between one another. You know, that's one thing. But when there's, you know, other things that can be worse, um, you know, what 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 does that look like? So um, and I'm kind of rambling here, so I apologize. <laughs> well, now, for, before we get to the um, stand and deliver preview, which we're going to, um, I think me and you both wanted to touch on the move to Peacock from the WWE. Um, mm-hmm. Now, people don't know the Peacock Network is a NBC owned app. Um where they have, you know, they have a lot of their television shows, but they've also purchased the WWE Network for a billion dollars. It's in the U.S. only. Every other country outside of us still has the WWE Network. But if you're in the United States, unless you have a VPN or some way to get an outside connection, you have to use Peacock. And so far, it's it has not been all that it is cracked up to be. I mean, not just with the content that they've been deleting, but the navigation of it. Like I've I've went ahead and did the uh, four month trial for 10 bucks I figured, mm-hmm. you know, 10 bucks is fine but yeah it is not really really very user friendly i don't i don't like it compared to what the network was um it just the, the, the navigation sucks you can't pause or rewind anything until the program's completely over um just a lot of issues with and then with the deletion of of history too is is another thing so i don't i'm gonna have to wait and see how the four months pans out because like i said 10 mm-hmm. bucks for four months ain't bad but so far um, it's just not been what people expect from the network. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and that's, that's something we've, we've had quite a, quite a bit of conversation, you know, private conversation about, but, um, yeah, I mean, they're not, obviously the, the price isn't what it, what the WWE network was. It's, you know, where it was nine ninety nine. like you said, you just pay 10 bucks for four months. So obviously you're going to lose a little bit of the service quality with that. Um, but, but honestly, you know, and, and like I said, we're not, we're not a political show, but, but a lot of this is, you know, they, they say they're deleting content, um, based on 2021 standards and practices, which, you know, in a, in a vacuum, that's, that's a great idea. Um, you know, let's not, let's not be at a point where we're, you know, doing things that are blatantly offensive, you know, gold dust is homoerotic gyrations or Roddy Piper and half blackface or, you know, th- those things. But at the same time, you know, those things need to come with context. Um, I think, I think there's a value to seeing how far we've come. Um, and I think that we're losing that by what, with, by with what Peacock is attempting to do with, you know, basically washing and, you know, rewriting what has happened. I mean, obviously, you know, the history of the WWE, you know, in, in, the, in a macro sense is not as important as the history of the world or the United States where, you know, I don't want someone going in with a, with a pen and rewriting those things either. But, uh, you know, in, in a popular culture sense, I think we have to understand that, you know, yet, yes, uh, you know, the, the standards of 2021 are different. But as wrestling fans, we understand the dark, dark place that this, this industry came from. I mean, 
And I, and I don't mean to talk over your answer. No. The, the, Von, the Von Erichs were Nazis in, in WCCW. Is that going to be completely wiped off of the network? I mean, you know, and it's, it's you know, these are villains of history. So it, it, it just, it's frustrating to me as a, as a paying, I mean, I'm not a paying consumer anymore. I actually, as Jesse, you know, went ahead and went with the month, I actually canceled my network uh, subscription. So, um, <clears throat> so I'll, I'll leave it to you now. I, I apologize. I, I'm, I'm kind of rambling. Here. No, I mean, the thing about it is, is that, yeah, they've done some dark things and there's, but, but thing, <clears throat> the thing about it is, is that you can't just forget history by rewriting it. I mean, those who, right. you know, there's an old saying that those who are doomed to repeat it. Right. And, you know, yeah, you can't just delete those things. You can put disclaimers up or right. you can use them as teachable moments for people. Exactly. Hey, this is what happened then. This is not not why they do the things. But when you just completely wash it away, where's the teaching opportunity in that? Where's the or if they break off or something and go to a completely different segment, you're, you're lost because you lost right. what could have been important in the previous segment like that. I, I, I right now they just watched the complete um, nation of domination mockery that D- Degeneration X did. Yeah. Because of X Pac wearing Mark Henry blackface, which Mark Henry didn't even have a problem with. He actually thought it was yeah. fun. Well, and, the, and it, so so if a if a person who is getting mocked doesn't have a problem with it, then mm-hmm. nobody else should have a problem with it either. Yeah, and, and like like I mean, I, I and honestly, you know, we you and I have differing opinions on these things. You know, I think you know in, in my in my in my way of think, seeing things, it's. You know, I, I was taught to treat people as you would be treated, right? And right. If, if someone else says, you know, that's offensive, okay, I understand. At the same time, though, there's a there's a blatant hypocrisy with what they're doing here with the network. And are they going to show, you know, Saudi Arabia events where they're, you know, punishing women for trying to drive cars or, you know, executing homosexuals? Or are they going to, you know, in you know, the, the ultimate irony of it all is, you know, you, you and not that I'm saying that Vince McMahon saying the N-word has any value to my life. Like, I'm glad they cut that out. But, you know, you, you cut that out. But then, you know, WrestleMania this weekend hosted by Hulk Hogan. It, it's it's such a blatant hypocrisy of, you, yeah. know, you know, where do you draw the line? And and, and that's what's frustrating to me. As a well, as a former paying consumer, you know that's why I was like, I, I'm done with it. Like, you know, I I understand the dark history. I understand that you know this is where wrestling came from, but and I also understand that it's it's progressed so much that you know they're not saying that Roman Reigns has a has a harder head than you know everyone else because he's Samoan, or that you know the the you know the African American performers are kept down, uh, or they're just you know militant heels. You know, I, I think that, you know, there's a value in, in seeing where we've come from. And, and that was to your point, obviously. And I, I don't mean to take over the show. Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're absolutely right. It, it just it just comes to a point where we have become such a society that is so worried about offending people and right. and being offensive there. And being, I mean, there's got to be a point where it's like, OK, yeah, this may have been something that was offensive. It's in the past. It's done. Yeah, you know, yes, you can use that as a learning opportunity, a teaching opportunity. You know, like say you have your son, you sit there and watch WrestleMania with him. You can explain to your son, okay, why this was wrong, why why we no longer do this. But if that's not there, what can you teach him? You can't teach him anything, right? No, you know, and you're absolutely right. I mean, it's 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 
we have to learn from our from the things that we've done, whether that's through popular culture like wrestling or whether that's through history. I mean, and we've talked about it and like we won't we're not going to legislate, you know, we're not going to dictate what everyone else should think, obviously. But, you know, but, but in, in, in a sense, too, it's like, OK, you're paying for a service. Right. You're, giving, you're, you're giving them your money. And for the, you know, the past six years since the network's been on the air, you've been able to see everything now. They're going to edit right. and, and wash away what you can and can't watch. It's like, okay, I'm paying for your service. I'm a paying customer. Yeah, you're going to tell me what I can and can't. You're going to try to be right. my nanny? I mean, come on, you know? Right. <laughs> and, and I mean, and I totally get, like, it's a private enterprise. They are free to legislate and to, you know, edit their content however they feel possible, right? However right. they understand it's like Twitter, it's like Facebook. You know, there's a lot of controversy about those things. These are private companies. They're allowed to do those things. Um, at the same time, we don't have to like it as, as consumers. I'm not a, I'm not a get woke, bro, bro, go broke type of person. Like, I don't, I don't believe in that. But at the same time, like, I canceled because I'm not getting what you, what was, what I was previously getting. You know, right. I am trying to watch WCW from the beginning, obviously, as we've talked about. That's never going to happen now because I canceled my service because they're going to go back and, you know, with a fine tooth comb and delete these things that have already happened. Well, not only that, but that's another problem with Peacock. Some of it's not it's not even available to everybody. I mean, there are certain uh, devices or things that people use where they can't even get the service where they could previously get the network before. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I, I'm, you know, my main TVs all have Fire Sticks. Guess what? The Peacock Network does not support <laughs> your Fire Sticks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, am I going to watch WrestleMania on an iPad? No. I mean, you know, it's you know, I'm not a, and you know me, I'm not a, I'm not a format king or queen. Like I don't care, you know, whether I watch it on the laptop or on a TV or on a computer, but. At the same time, why should I have to? And, right. You, you should know, be able to use any device you want. Yeah. And I understand there's different, you know, clearances and there's different, you know, companies have different, um, you know, obligations and different, you know, deals. But at the same time, you know, why am I going to give away something that I was already paying for and, and now not be able to do the same thing? You know, and that, that right. that's what's frustrating to me as a, as a as just a consumer. So. See, I got it just because I was curious to what it was, and so far, right. like I said, I'm not impressed. Once this four month deal yeah. goes goes down, and if I'm still not happy with it, then yeah, I'll I'll cancel completely. I yeah, but I got mostly to see that, and plus, I really want to see Takeover. I, Takeover is probably my favorite. I'm looking more forward to it than WrestleMania. Absolutely. And yeah, speaking right. of, you know, so I'm sorry we. Oh, no, no, no. no. Same thing more about it. I was just going to suck you right into the takeover preview, well, but. Did you want to talk about, uh, uh, well, let's let's take a quick uh, quick break here. Okay. And then uh, when we come back, we can talk about Jericho on um, Austin's podcast on the WWE Network slash Peacock. And then um, and then we'll just do, uh, we'll segue right into takeover. Does that sound unless, good? Unless you wanted to talk about the uh, Jericho thing on Thursday and we can just go straight into takeover. Yeah, we can do that. All right, let's let's just take a quick uh, two minute break, and um, I will uh, we'll start up again here in just a second with the next segment. Okay, sounds good. All right.
All right. From our uh, brief break here, uh, Jesse's ready to get us started with talking about <clears throat> NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. Yeah. Uh, so this is a so NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. This is the first time that a TakeOver will be uh, spread out over two nights. They're following the formula that <clears throat> Mania did last year, and they're doing this year. This year, and um, I think it's a great thing. It gives us a chance to see more, more matches. It gets more people on the card. I mean, night one is going to be uh, tomorrow night. It's going to be broadcast on the USA Network and Peacock, and then night two is just going to be directly for Peacock. Um, <laughs> we got a, there's a total of ten matches, five matches per night, and the uh, first match is uh, Pete Dunn against Kushida. Uh, this, now, this rivalry was... It had, it's only been set up recently. Um, you know, Pete Dunn was <clears throat> basically on Kushida about being a submission specialist. They ended up eliminating each other in the Battle Royal to set up the uh, Gauntlet Eliminator match. Um, but I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, yeah, there's not much of a story there because it's been kind of rushed. But I think just from a match standpoint, Pete Dunn is one of my favorite guys in NXT by far. I mean, the man can, I think, do it all. And I think he's mm-hmm. primed for a next championship run. Kushida kind of had a rough start. I don't think he quite had the following that Shinsuke and uh, Asuka did. But he's starting to find his niche. He's become a little bit more of an aggressive wrestler. You can make a case for either one of these guys winning. But um, I think Pete Dunn might be the one to take the victory because I think they want to start pushing him towards the NXT title again. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, honestly, you know, you, you couldn't pick. I mean, and this is this is the undercard of the undercard, and it it you couldn't pick two better wrestlers. Um, Kushida, if you guys haven't seen him, he's he's just an amazing. Like he's not flashy at all, but he just he does things in such a crisp way that he he almost looks like a it looks like a real fight when you watch him wrestle. And um, Pete Dunn, um, him and Finn Balor put on a hell of a match. Uh, couple months ago at the i don't remember what takeover it was vengeance day uh, was that what it was yeah Yeah, the one on valentine's day my god that was brutal um and it it was fantastic and you know pete dunn if you guys haven't seen him before i mean he's he's only like 22 or 21 years old and uh oh my god this guy's got unlimited potential um and and just the two of them together it should be magic um and i honestly that's Looking at this card, I mean, it's, it's a good card all over, you know, for night one. But but that's the match where I'm like, holy shit, I got to watch that one. Yeah, like I said, these guys are two are have great submission techniques. You know, you got Pete Dunn who uses a uh, joint manipulation, uh, Kushida mm-hmm. who who go he can go for any style variation of the armbar. Um, but like I said, I think I think it's Pete Dunn's match. I think they'll have a very competitive match. I think yeah. you know they'll both look good in this, but I think Pete Dunn's gonna edge out with the win because I see them pushing him more towards the NXT title, NXT title um, this summer, maybe even later in the year. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think you're absolutely right. Next on the card is eliminator match. Uh, this was stemmed from a battle Royal that happened the last week where the last six men in the battle Royal uh, ended up being in this gauntlet eliminator and the order of their eliminations would determine uh, how they entered the Eliminator match. So it's between uh, Leon Ruff, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Cameron Grimes, Bronson Reed, L.A. Knight, <clears throat> and uh, Dexter Loomis. Um, 
I don't see Ruff and Swerve uh, winning this thing. Uh, I think they're going on under their own program, so I see them getting getting eliminated early. Bronson Reed's got a great upside as a as a big guy, but I don't see him taking it. Cameron Grimes is just if you've never seen Cameron Grimes, he's entertaining as hell. Just with anything they give him, and right now he's got the you know got lucky rich man thing going on. So it really comes down to me between L.A. Knight and Dexter Loomis. L.A. Knight, I think, is one of the best promo guys. To me, he reminds me of a young rock with the way he delivers his promos. Mm-hmm. But just based on the story that they've been telling, I see Dexter Loomis actually winning this match. Yeah, I think I think Loomis is the uh, is the chosen victor here. Um, but as you said, just just an amazing group of talent here. Um, you know, Rough and Swerve are. You know they're good in their own right, but they're not at, they're not at that level. Like you said, Bronson Reed is an amazing up and comer, uh, just a huge man that he he has everything that you look for. He's he's charismatic as hell. Um, he's going to be fun to watch, but I don't think it's his time yet. As you said, Cameron Grimes is doing like a uh, hillbilly uh, million dollar man gimmick where he bu- got a bunch of bu- bunny. Or, I'm sorry, got a bunch of money off of the GameStop deal. Um, but, but Dexter Loomis is obviously the, uh, is, is, I think he's the anointed one in this, in this match. Um, and, uh, LA Knight, uh, you know, I loved, uh, I, I enjoy Eli Drake. Um, this, this name is terrible. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I literally named a freaking franchise, like an imaginary franchise on Madden, the LA Knights. And, uh, so now I, that's all I think of when I see this name. <laughs> oh, this is before he even was named LA Knight. Yeah, so oh. this was like when I was in high school, like <laughs> a long ass time ago. So, um, yeah, well, but... he could overcome the name though. I mean, he's got a great, like I said, he's a great promo. I mean, yeah. just when he talks, you want to hear what he has to say. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, he, he has a good look, and he's a good wrestler too. I mean, you know, uh, as as I said, I, I canceled um, WWE Network, WWE Network slash Peacock, but. Uh, I actually just joined Impact, uh, Impact Plus, and so I've been trying to watch a lot of that stuff. Um, you know, and and is, is Eli Drake, uh, great promo, like you said, uh, great wrestler. Just uh, he's going to be an amazing talent for for NXT, and I'm excited to see what he does there. And then the next match we have on the card, I believe, would be the um, the tag team title match between uh, Legado del Fantasma, the Grizzled Young Veterans, and um, MSK. Originally, I think this was supposed to be Birch and Lorcan against MSK. Birch got hurt in that match with uh, Karrion Cross, yeah. so him and or- Lorcan had to vacate the tag titles. Um, all, all three great teams. Um, I think Legado del Fantasma is there to take the pin, though. And honestly, I, I'm kind of torn between Grizzled Young Veterans and MSK. Who I, I think Grizzled Young Veterans actually will take it, and MSK will chase them throughout the summer for the titles. Yeah, I could I could see that one going either way. Um, I think I think with the heels with the titles is what you want, and then MSK is these, you know, scrappy young um, baby faces is is where you want to go from that. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic match. Um, all all three teams have a lot of uh, great charisma and great um, ability, and um, you know we've seen what MSK and Grizzly Young Veterans can do. You know, just in a, a traditional tag team setting. You know, adding in, uh, you know, Roel Mendoza and uh, Joaquin Wilde will be uh, just, you know, more more fuel to the fire in my like opinion. Like I said, I, th- I think um, 
Wilder and Mendoza, unfortunately, are just there to take the pin in the match. Because yeah. I, as I see, with either one of these teams winning either MSK or, or GYV, one of them is going to be chasing the other for the titles. But I think it makes yeah. for more interesting story to see MSK going after uh, the Grizzled Young Veterans. Who I followed the Grizzled Young Veterans in NXT UK. When, you know, I saw them when they mm-hmm. first got together. They were the first yeah. NXT, NXT UK tag team champions. So uh, they're they're a great team, and they're they're even you know just as good in singles. Yeah, absolutely. Talent, talented guys. Really talented guys. And then we get to the um, a match that I'm I'm really looking forward to is between the Walter defending the United Kingdom Championship against Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, this has just been set up in the past month. Uh, with travel restrictions now being lightened up, Walter is able to, to come back to the United States, although he still is performing in NXT UK. I see this being just a hard-hitting, uh, brutal contest of two guys that is just going to beat the shit out of each other. Uh, I, I don't see Champa winning. I think this is a win for uh, for Walter, but I, I think it's going to be one hell of a, a, a grueling, vicious battle. Yeah, I I'm actually I'm 100% with you at that. Uh, you know, I don't watch a lot of NXT UK. I didn't when I had the network, but I did watch the uh Walter um Ilya Dragunov match and uh, oh my god, it was it was the most brutal match I've ever seen. Um, you know, outside of something in Japan. Um and uh these guys uh I, you know, obviously Champa can bring it too. Um and I I think they're just going to beat the living shit out of each other. And, um, you know, it's, it's going to be entertaining as hell, but as you said, I think, I think Ciampa takes the loss. Um, he doesn't need the title. He doesn't need the win. He's a guy that's going to have, you know, cachet no matter how many wins or losses he has. And I think honestly, you know, and this is kind of a spoiler for night two, I think, you know, I think they're still building to that Walter Finn Balor match that, uh, got canceled last year because of COVID. So, um, yeah, I remember I they were building towards that. that last year. Yeah. Uh, so I think we're going to see that sooner than later. Um, just because it was something that people looked at as a dream match. See, uh, this is what I think is going to happen is I think they're putting it, I think they're putting this match on to get people who don't watch NXT UK to kind of see what Walter's about. I think he's going <laughs> to drop because right now he's doing a program in the UK with a wrestler named Rampage Brown, who's. You know, mm-hmm. a, a big guy as well. I think Walter's going to end up going back because they're having their own kind of uh, takeover, I guess, called Prelude. That's also going to be coming okay. up this week. I think he's going to lose the title to Rampage Brown and then come back to the States to start the program with Balor. I think that's probably what's going to happen. I could be wrong, but I think Rampage Brown is the one because Walter's held the title now. He held it longer than Pete Dunne. So yeah. I think it's about time for him to, to drop the title to somebody over in the NXT UK and that they'll utilize him more because all of Imperium is over here now. He's the only one that's not. Right. So I think with him dropping the title would free him up to come to the States to, to start that program with Balor and have Imperium uh, running NXT or trying to run NXT. Yeah, I think I, I, I agree hundred percent. I think that's, I think that's the goal. I think that's the plan is, you know, eventually Walter is going to be on the main roster and um, this is the most direct way to get him there. Um, and I, I think you're absolutely right. And then the match, the last match of night one is, is actually the one that's going to be main eventing. It's the women's match between, uh, NXT women's champion, Io Shirai and Raquel Gonzalez. 
Uh, this match, they've been building to this now for well over six months. Raquel has actually gotten a lot better. She's uh, more watchable than she was when she first came out. I see this being her match to win. I think Eos held the title for a while. She's held it with pride. She's been a, a great fighting champion, but I think it's I think it's Raquel's time, and I think Raquel is actually going to walk out with the title. Yeah, actually, I, I was expecting you to go the other way, but yeah, um, Raquel is, I think, I think this is her time, um, especially with how quickly they put the NXT women's tag team titles on her and Dakota and then took them off. I think that is a precursor to, yeah, we want Raquel Gonzalez as a singles wrestler, um, maybe with Dakota as her manager slash, you know, support, but but Raquel is, is going to be the future. And I think that's been preordained, to be quite honest. Yeah, I think they want to put those titles on her and Dakota just to give her a little notch in her belt that she's, you know, she's already yeah. held the title. So, you know, to give her the, the women's championship. And then maybe EO goes up to the main roster. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, <clears throat> I mean, I got my, my own opinions about it, which we'll talk in our Mania preview about people coming up from NXT, but. I just think, you know, EO's held the title for a while. She's been through just about everybody. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, Raquel's got a great, you know, NXT has the greatest women's division of any company out there. Even, yeah. even with the WWE's role in SmackDown, I mean, NXT just has a great deep roster of women, talented women, and they know what to do with their women. So I, I have great, you know, uh, faith that they know what they're doing by, by having yeah. Raquel Gonzalez be that, be that new leader. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and they continue to, um, to uh, you know, grab talent off of the Indies. Uh, Talia, Talia Valkyrie, uh, John Morrison's wife, she just uh, recently signed. Uh, she's going to be a huge deal. Um, uh, she's, she's a fantastic wrestler, and uh, I, I think they're going to give her a stupid name change, which I obviously think is stupid. Um, well, they can't keep the Valkyrie name because they already have a Valkyrie in the NXT UK. So I knew that that name. Oh, okay. They have a that's Aoife probably... Valkyrie, who's actually a very good wrestler as well, which I'm hoping they'll move oh, her okay. to NXT later on in the year. But that's why they changed the name because they already have a Valkyrie. Oh, okay. That makes sense then. Okay. I, re- I retract my <laughs> – or I, I retract my – But they have great then. women. They have a Zoe um, Stark. I think she's impressing yeah. me. She's She's really good. Um, you know, they yeah. have Gigi Dolan, just a, a lot of great women, women women coming up. I mean, yeah. NXT knows knows yeah. how to utilize the women and knows how to use them right. So, yep, absolutely. They, yep, uh, Gigi Dolan is um, Darby Allen's wife. Uh, uh, Darby Allen, obviously, the TNT champion from EAW. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, Priscilla uh, Kelly, I think, was her yeah, name. Yeah, Priscilla, Priscilla Kelly. <clears throat> yeah, and then, um, uh, you know, there's they, they just keep – you know, bringing in these indie talents. And um, like you said, that, that division is going to keep turning over and turning over. Um, and it doesn't seem to be any end in sight. So uh, just, just really great building by uh, Triple H on that, on that uh, part. Yeah. And that, that will officially end night one and, and all those matches you can see on Peacock or you can see on the USA network because that will be mm-hmm. televised on, on USA uh, night two though, will be just exclusively on, on the network, uh, five more matches there, which all all great matches as well. I think they'll start off with the women's tag team titles will be getting defended uh, when Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae of The Way face uh, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. I see, mm-hmm. 
I see Candace and Indy walking away with the titles in this one. I think they still want to make Johnny and Candace the couple and the first championship couple in NXT to hold titles. It may not be the main titles, but holding titles right. of some sort. So I see Candace and Indy upsetting uh, Shotzi and Ember for the time. I think Shotzi and Ember most likely will get the titles back in a couple of months, but I see it take over Candace and Indy going over. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're absolutely right. I think that's, you know, Candace isn't, I don't think she's going to be challenging for the NXT women's title again, um, just with her, you know, failures to grab that title over the course of, you know, several opportunities. I think, I think this is it. This is the, the way that they're going to have her and Johnny be, you know, a golden couple. And, um, you know, obviously that kind of spoils things for later on in the show. But but I think I think you end up seeing both of them hold gold at the end of the night. And Candace Candace deserves it. You know, she's been there a while. She she's in her thirties, which I didn't even realize she was that old. I mean, she's in her in her mid thirties. Um, mm-hmm. I think they want to give her a championship of some sort. I think this is the way to do it. Indy Hartwell, right. she's been impressing. She's actually gotten a little bit better. She's got a good look to her. Uh, Shotzi mm-hmm. and Ember are a great team. I, I love both of them. Uh, I just see this as being uh, like you said to make make it a transition to uh, Candace and Indy to give the way sort of the power for, for a couple months. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think it's like you said, it's a temporary thing, but yeah, I think, I think it's going to happen. And that leads us to the NXT North American championship match with the current champion, Johnny Gargano against who I think will win the gauntlet eliminator from the night before Dexter Loomis. And uh, as we talked about, like might, might be a spoiler. I think Johnny ends up actually uh, winning this match. I don't. I don't see Dexter taking the title. I don't think he needs it. He's kind of a unique character on his own, and I really do believe that they want to make Johnny and Candice this power couple. So I see Johnny retaining with possibly some help from Austin Theory. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right there. Um, I would say yeah, definitely not clean, but I think he does beat. Uh, you know, Dexter Loomis and, and Loomis doesn't lose anything because he had to win, you know, the gauntlet the night before. Yeah. So it doesn't make him look weak by losing Johnny, you know, by dirty tactics. So I think, I think that's where they're headed. And, um, you know, I, I'm all here for it. You know, obviously, you know, I like Johnny a lot and I'm excited to see him, you know, obviously went, you know, continue his NXT North American championship reign. And, and, you know, it can make for some great television. You know, him and Candace can be like, you know, we told you we're the power. I mean, they could just be the obnoxious, even more obnoxious than, than yeah. they are. But, you know, it's a, it's a good obnoxious. I, I, I love watching them. I think Austin and Indy adds well to the group. You know, the way's actually been very entertaining uh, for the yeah. most part on NXT television. Yeah, I agree 100%. And then we get to the uh, – one of the matches I'm really looking forward to is uh, Kyle O'Reilly against um, Adam Cole. In a mm-hmm. now, this is a match where it's an unsanctioned match. Basically, in terms of what that means is anything goes. WWE is not responsible. Of course, we all we all know it's a sanctioned match, but just for the sake of letting these guys just go out there and beat the living hell out of each other, that's what they're calling it. I see this right. being a very hard hitting, very physical match. I don't think these guys they're friends in real life, so right. they know what each other can take. They're going to give it their all. And they're just going to beat the holy hell out of each other. As far as a prediction goes, man, it, I could see it going one of two ways. I could see it going to either guy, but I think Adam Cole pulls it out. And honestly, I think Roderick Strong 
is going to factor into the decision just based off of what happened on NXT TV last week. Mm-hmm. When he tried to talk to O'Reilly, and O'Reilly's like, this has nothing to do with you between me and Cole. It's kind of leaving Strong out in the cold. And he basically said, you know what? Well, both of you can just go to hell. So I think Strong factors into this in some way, and somehow that's going to have Cole uh, win to be the, the heel that he's leading up to be. Yeah, and I think, I think honestly, we're going to see Cole against Balor again um, at some point here. So, uh, obviously, that, that would make more sense. Um, but, honestly, like you said, I mean, it's, it's a toss-up. Um, you know, O'Reilly has, has really been building some uh, support as a, as a baby face. And um, it'll be interesting to see if, um, if they continue with that or if, if Cole is the, is the guy to, you know, take out the win here. But, like you said, I don't think it's going to be a clean, clean win at all. Uh, obviously, a lot of, you know, a, a lot of things are going to happen in that match that are going to be very violent and brutal. Um, but, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. From as that. far as strong goes, I mean, I see with his, I think what they ought to do is just put him with Marina Shafir. <clears throat> I mean, undisputed error is, is most likely done. Just put him with Marina right. and see what these two can do, you know, where he could go on a streak where he's, he's losing. He's not, he's not quite himself. Marina could be that new, you know, he gets his confidence back. You know, it's the same. You know, it's the same story trope in wrestling. You get a wrestler down on his luck. You know, losing all the time. You put somebody with them who's close with them, or change their career right. trajectory, and they just they they skyrocket to the moon. Because Strong is, is a very talented wrestler. I, I think he's still got a great future. I just think they're <clears throat> slowly just focusing more on Cole and O'Reilly with bringing Strong into it a little at a time. And then you got to wonder where Bobby Fish yeah. lands on all that. He's still out with injury right now. So how, how are they going to bring him back? Is he going to factor into the match? There's just a lot of ways this thing can go. Yeah, like you said, a lot of, lot of, uh, lot of unresolved issues there. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But, um, and that brings us to the final match, which will be on night two, which is between Karrion Cross and Finn Balor for the NXT title. Man, this is a hard one. <clears throat> For me, to, I mean, all these matches, all these predictions, I'm not confident in any of them. Well, there's a few of them that I am, but I'd say about mm-hmm. 80% of them I'm not confident with my predictions. But I re- I see somehow Finn Balor maybe eking out the win because I see them bringing Cross and Scarlet to the main roster uh, sometime this summer. Yeah, I mean, um, unfortunately, we don't set this up to have uh, arguments ahead of time. Um, I actually 100% agree with you. Um, I think Cross is, is, has a gimmick that is tailor-made for what the main roster is looking for. You know, that, that dramatic, uh, you know, over-the-top, you know, huge, larger-than-life character. You know, with him and Scarlet, I think they're absolutely destined for the main roster. And Balor, there's, I mean, there's no reason for him to go back at this point. So I think he stays in NXT, so he continues to be champion. Uh, so I, I, I wish I had an, a disagreement with you, but unfortunately, <laughs> I do agree. Well, Finn Balor, man, I mean, since he's been back in NXT, he's he's been on a on another level. I mean, he has really upped his game. Yeah. He's been putting on fantastic matches. Going back to NXT was the best thing for him. I don't see any reason for that minimum momentum to stop now. Like you said, he's got some already made feuds waiting for him. At, uh, a reigniting of a feud with Adam Cole, uh, Walter on the horizon. 
Um, maybe even have a, another great match with Gargano down the line. I mean, there's just so much great talent that he can work with. I just don't see them taking the title off right away. Now, if they're going to have a long match, one 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 criticism I have of Cross that I've noticed is that he's very limited in his move set. I noticed in his match with Keith Lee, they went a little bit longer than Cross normally goes. It wasn't the best match. Mm-hmm. Um, between these two, and that was the match where Cross hurt himself as well. Um, I just think he needs to right. be more. If they're if they're not going to make him do add more to his move set, maybe him not have longer matches. I see if he comes to Raw SmackDown, he's obviously going to have some squash matches, um, and hopefully that can right. that can have him work on his wrestling. Rep. Now the moves he does have, I mean, he's you know is, is pretty brutal, but. For him to go, for him to go long, he I, I see he has to be kind of carried, but the gimmick itself is just fantastic. I mean, the, the entrance, <coughs> the whole presentation behind it, the the move set is something he can work on because he already has that it factor. Yeah, I think, and that was a that was a common criticism of uh, Roman until he really found his his stride as a heel. Um, and I, I think that's something WWE feels like they can work with. Um, you know, they they like to have people with a pared down moves move set with, you know, moves that fans will recognize and understand. You know, the cadence of the match, but at the same time, you know, they do like to have, you know, some some variety. Obviously, uh, you know, for people like you or me or, or established fans that have seen, you know, seen this all before. Yeah. So, but I, 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 like you said, I mean, he's tailor made for that roster. I mean, I'm kind of torn for the fact that I don't know if I want to see him go to the main roster right now with no fans because I think that entrance would just blow everybody away seeing it in the arena. But then it's yeah. like on the on the flip side of that, well, people have already seen it. <laughs> you know, you've already seen the entrance in HD. You already yeah. you already know what to expect. So would it really be a big deal putting in? putting it in, in on Raw or SmackDown, whether there's fans or not. No, and I, I think that's a fair point. And I think, um, I think, I think a lot of, like you said, a lot of his, his appeal is that theatrics is that, I mean, like you said, there's not a lot of, you know, stick to the sizzle. It's just, it's a lot of sizzle. It's, you know, this is an amazing entrance. He's got a, you know, gorgeous woman with him. You know, she's evil as shit. You know, there's there's all these, you know, great things that are going along with it. But as you said, you know, once you get into that, you know, that 30 minutes or 20 minutes of the the physical match, it's it's not as interesting. It's not as engaging. So, as you said, without fans, you know, where's that? Where's the continued yeah. uh, interest in that? I mean, I, I think he's got got the talent to pull it off, to, to keep it up, to even maybe maybe change him, change himself a little bit. I mean, it's, it's kind of like, kind of reminds me of Goldberg. You know, one of the big things about Goldberg when he first came out was his matches weren't long. He came out there and squashed people, man. He did a few mm-hmm. moves. He hit the spear, jackhammer. It was done. As when he, when he got into the longer yeah. matches, you started to see the pace was slowed down and you're like, man, this guy really isn't that great of a wrestler. <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I don't want to see Karrion Cross no. go down that road because I think the man is very talented. I think he's got a, He's got a great future. I don't want to see, right. you know, his his weaknesses brought out to the forefront like that. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I mean, that's that was the problem with the first run WWE Goldberg is they they tried to fit a square peg in a round hole. 
Um, you know, they tried to have him have these long form matches that, you know, unless he's wrestling Diamond Dallas Page and at Halloween Havoc '98, he's not going to have those matches. And um, I think that's what is starkly different between, you know, 50 year old Greg Goldberg coming back and having these, you know, fun matches with Brock Lesnar and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And the original run that he had in what, yeah. 2002. Um, so, like you said, to your point, I, I don't want to see Karen Cross go down that road, but I think, I think he's a talented enough performer that he can he can carry it carry through. So that that is our preview for NXT Takeover Stand and Deliver. So quick run through, John, if we want to go through with our uh, predictions again. So Dunn and Kushida, I'm picking Pete Dunn. I'm not too confident in that pick, but I I'm <clears throat> I'm about sixty five percent confident that Pete Dunn will fall off the win. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a, I'm about uh, I'm, it's a toss up for me. Um, for 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 fa- for sake of fandom, I'm gonna say uh, Kushida, but uh, but I, I could see it going either way. For the way. Gauntlet Eliminator match, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my pick just based off the story they've been telling on NXT. Uh, Dexter Loomis pulls out the win in the in the Gauntlet Eliminator, especially considering he's um, he's not last in the match, but he's next to last. LA Knight's the, the last one to enter, but I see Dexter Loomis pulling out the win. Yep, um, I'm with you 100% on that one. <clears throat> and then we have the NXT Tag Team Titles. Oh man, like I said, this is a toss-up. I'm not 100% confident in this pick, but I'm but I'm going with the Grizzled Young Veterans, and that's at that's at a just at a 55% chance. <laughs> yeah, that's you know I, I'm gonna pick MSK, and that's just because uh, you know, like I said, you know I'm I'm using emotion here, so. I like them. I think they're fun to watch. So I'm, I'm I'm picking MSK. But like you said, it's you know there's no Steiner math here. I think I think either one of those teams are going to be the one to t- take home the championships. I don't think we're going to see Legato de- del Fantasma. Take uh, home I'm pretty the confident in my next pick that uh, Walter ends up. Uh, I think it's going to be a very physical, brutal match. I think it's going to be a very good one. But I see Walter retaining the United Kingdom title to, to Champa. I don't think he's dropping that title. To Champa, it's just a match to put on for people to uh, get used to seeing Walter. <clears throat> yep, I I agree a hundred percent on that one. Uh, I I don't see Champa winning it in any. In any uh, and then for the final match of the night of night one, um, Io Shirai and Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, think about it, I'm still going to stick with my pick and say Raquel Raquel Gonzalez, and I'm about seventy percent sure on that one that she's going to win the title. Yeah, that's that's about where I am. Um, uh, you know, maybe maybe a little less than seventy, but yeah. Um, like we like we talked about, Raquel is seems to be the anointed one for, you know, being you know she's a she's a large woman uh, as far as you know frame, and I think she's going to be the future of the NXT. Women's and I also just want to add, I think but, her finisher uh, is just excellent, man. That one arm power bomb that they that she does, it just looks brutal. So I think yeah. it's a great finisher for her. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she's she's fantastic. Um, you know, there's there's no, you know, I usually roll my eyes at, you know, Vince McMahon loving big sweaty men or women, but uh but yeah, she's absolutely talented. Like you said, she's really grown in her And then uh, in for NXT. night two uh, the matches uh, for the women's tag team titles. Amber Moon, Shotzi Blackheart against Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. 
I'm definitely going with uh, Candace and Indy on this one. I'm about probably in the 80 to 85% chance that uh, Indy and Candace is going to pull out this one out. Yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent on that one. Um, I don't, I don't see, uh, I like, like we talked about, I think we see Candace and, and Johnny with, with championships at the end of yeah, the Yeah, speaking of that, so going right yeah. into that with uh, Johnny Gargano against who I think will win is Dexter Loomis, the Gauntlet Eliminator. I see Johnny Gargano uh, pulling it out, uh, possibly with some interference from Austin Theory, but I see Gargano uh, retaining his title. I'm about, I'm almost a hundred percent sure on that, on this one. Yeah, I think I think I'm with you on that. Um, it, it I don't see Johnny losing as as far as like I just said, you know. I think I think we're gonna have the first golden couple in in NXT with uh, Johnny and Candice, with uh, impressive India Hartwell being the you know third wheel in that. But I think she's gonna be part of it. Yeah, too. and then the non-sanctioned match between um, <clears throat> Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, as uh, as fi- violent as it's gonna be, and it's hard for me to really pick but just based on the story that i've been seeing i see adam cole uh pulling it out but not um clean you know i think either roderick strong or bobby fish somehow is going to have a a part to play in it but i see adam cole definitely about about 75 percent sure adam cole's gonna win yeah um this one i'm 50 50 on um i could see it going either way um, as as to your point, I I lean towards Adam Cole just because of where I think the NXT brand is going. Um, but like you said, I, like I said, it's it's I, to me it's fifty fifty. I can't really pick one or the other. Uh, it just depends on what they want to do with. Yeah, the and then the plans. last match between Finn Balor and 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 uh, Karrion Cross. Honestly, man, I, I'm fifty fifty on this one because I could see a case being made for either one. Like I said, with Finn Balor, he's got some great ready-made feuds to, to go on, but then I see them, can Karrion Cross really afford a big loss like this? You know, he officially lost the title. He had to give it up the night after he got injured. Right. Um, you know, I, I guess it just depends on how it's booked. If he does lose to see how he recovers from it and possibly be sent up to the main roster. So I'm, I'm really kind of 50-50 on this one, but just by hair, I'm, I'm going to pick Balor. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna stick with Balor. I think I think he's the future of NXT as far as holding that title. Um, like we talked about, I think Kerry Cross is destined for Raw or SmackDown. Um, but as you said, it that's not a good loss for him to take going out the door, uh, and there's no real convenient way to get him out of it. So um, I, maybe about 75, 65%. Um, I, I think it's going to be Finn Balor, but as you said, I could, I could and see I that totally apologize to our, uh, <clears throat> to our listeners. There's one match we forgot to mention. There was one more. So I guess there's 11 matches. I think it is going to be on night two. It's the cruiserweight championship unification mm-hmm. match between Santos Escobar and Jordan Devlin. I com- completely forgot about mm-hmm. that one. So, People don't know the story. Santos Escobar has been a cruiserweight champion. Jordan Devlin won it last January, but because of travel restrictions, he wasn't able to defend it. So they had an interim cruiserweight champion. Santos Escobar ended up winning that and was then noticed as the cruiserweight champion. As travel restrictions are lifted, Devlin came back. They had a ready-made feud, and they're having a title unification. It's actually going to be a ladder match. You know, a little throwback to the Shawn Michaels-Razor Ramon ladder match 
for WrestleMania 10 when they were fighting over two Intercontinental title belts. Uh, I'm a fan of both these guys. I followed Jordan Devlin in NXT UK. He's a great wrestler. He had a great match with Tyler Bate back at TakeOver 2 in Blackpool. Um, and throw a ladder in there, man. These two, I think, are they're going to tear the house down. As far as a winner goes, I see Jordan Devlin pulling out the win to become the undisputed Cruiserweight champion. Um, so this is where we differ. Um, I actually, you know, the, the, the amount of domination that Santos Escobar has had since winning that interim title, I think it continues. Um, I I see him winning, obviously not through clean means. I see him winning through nefarious means, but I think he continues to, uh, his NXT cruiserweight, uh, reign, but as you said, it could go either way. Um, it's it, it, the latter match that adds a lot of uh, spectacle to it. Yeah, very, yeah. Alex, you good. can make a case for either guy because Santos could keep doing what he's doing with you know with the Logata guys. They can definitely get involved since it's a ladder match. Um, but you know, yeah. Jordan Devlin could pull a, a hat out of the trick because he knows the Logato guys could get involved. So you know, it could it could really go. I mean, Jordan Devlin yeah. is is your classic heel, but he's playing more the baby face. And this tight match, and Santos Escobar is more the heel. But, right. Uh, it's, it's it's a match I'm looking forward to. You know, any ladder match is good. And when you get wrestlers of this caliber and this kind of talent, then, you know, it's I think it's going to be an outstanding match. <clears throat> Absolutely. I, it, may, it may end up being the one that steals the show of both nights. But uh, obviously yeah. that's, you know, to, to be seen. But um but a lot, lot of great talent on these cards, and um, it should be should be very solid. Yeah, it's one I'm definitely looking forward to. You know, I, I've I finally got caught up on my NXT. Um, I've watched every episode, watched every takeover, and it is without a doubt more superior to the mm. Raw and SmackDown brands. The stories are just very simple. There's not a lot of thought. There's not a lot of the promos makes everything they do there has a purpose and makes sense, and that's why I love right. you know NXT so much. Man continue to support it and one of the reasons i got peacock was so i could be able to watch that that takeover too but i, I probably could have went to another means to find it but i just wanted to see what the network was like and so far i'm, I'm not impressed so they're gonna have to do some they're supposed to have all the library transferred over by august yeah. wcw ecw everything but I, I i guess we'll just wait and see on that right yeah, I'm. I'm curious to see how ECW transfers over to, you know. Well, actually, I looked on there. There's the some ECW stuff on there. There's some like, like the ECW barely, uh, barely legal papers oh, really? are on there. Um, so it sounds like they're only really deleting uh-huh. the 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 racist stuff, like the violent stuff. They they haven't deleted any Chris Benoit anything. It just sounds like the really racist oh, okay. stuff is, is is all that they're really deleting right now. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, like you said, right now, uh, we don't know, you know, where that where the line is drawn and what, what they end up doing, but um obviously that's yeah. another another story for another day. Um so uh we'll go ahead and uh you ready to put a bow on this and um we'll get ready to uh record our Yeah, so join us back for Thursday. Thursday We're night. gonna do a uh <clears throat> WrestleMania's two nights this year. It'll be this coming uh Saturday and Sunday. Uh, it's it's a card that, that looks okay. There's a few matches I'm looking forward to. I, I, I'm obviously not looking as forward to it as I am TakeOver, but, you know, it's I think it still will be a, right. a fantastic show. But I want to say that it's it's been good doing this again. 
I know, I know we had took a couple months off to kind of refresh the show and refresh ourselves and get more of a structure. But, I, you know, I love talking wrestling. I love talking wrestling with you and sharing that, that our, our love out there with, with the world. So, Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Um, you know, whether you know, no matter what happens with the wrestling industry, you know, I, I'd love, and, and what, no matter what happens to us personally, I would love to see the show continue. Um, you know, we're, we're almost 40 episodes into this thing. So, um, you know, we're, we're going to keep plugging along and um, hopefully, you know, you, you all will join us and, you know, enjoy, enjoy our, our love of wrestling and, um, and, and keep, yeah, uh, there, there's keep a couple the show things humming along. There's one in particular I so, want to do, uh, which, which Johnny, I appreciate the name you gave for it. Uh, wrestling masterpiece theater which is going to be like the very blunders of wrestling pretty much wrestle crap <laughs> but we're going to put our own little spin on it and call it the wrestling masterpiece pretty theater, much. theater so that's a segment i i'm looking forward to be able to do absolutely and and speaking of wrestle crap uh we want to we want to send out our condolences to uh the family of uh, blade braxton he was one of the contributors at wrestle crap uh just recently passed away um, you know, obviously, you know, part of, part of this community, part of this family, um, you know, and unfortunately he, he passed away. So, uh, we want to send our condolences out for that. Um, and also I want to wish, uh, uh, Mrs. Jesse, the body, a, a happy birthday <laughs> one day late, but, um, but uh, she's part of this family too. So yeah, uh, it, it was a great day. She had a good day. Well. So. I'm glad the restrictions are easing up because it made it a lot better That's than, wonderful. you know, last year we just. Stayed at home, grill out steaks on the grill. This year we were able to actually go out and, and enjoy it a little bit. So it was nice. It makes you think about all the stuff yeah. you took for granted, man. It makes you appreciate it a lot more. So, oh, absolutely, man. It's 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 every day. You know, I, I look at my, uh, you know, this isn't wrestling related. I look at my Facebook memories and I'm like, man, I'm yeah. <laughs> stuck in my house except for when I went to work this time last year. So. <laughs> I'm I'm so grateful that I can go to like you know go work out or you know go to go to eat at you know eat Mexican food or you know whatever I want to do you know it's it's you know obviously you gotta wear a mask till your stuff gets there but but it's you know steadily improving and I think you know I think as as people we can be appreciative of that and you know um, obviously yeah. I'm glad that you guys got to celebrate so so all right. Well, Jesse, I'll let you tell everybody to uh, be safe and be smart, and then we'll... Uh, All right, we'll everybody, be smart, we'll be safe. Uh, join us on Thursday for our WrestleMania preview. Glad to be back doing it again, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you all soon. Have a good night.